You are listening to True Crime Twins, a true crime podcast hosted by Chloe and Melina Cantor. True Crime Twins is produced by Crawlspace Media. Welcome back to True Crime Twins. I'm Chloe. And I'm Melina. Thanks for listening. Today, we are talking about the disappearance of Courtney Stauffer. She was 21 years old and from Palmyra, Pennsylvania, when she went missing. It was the early morning hours of July 29th, 2012. And this came to the end of a very, very eventful night. So we're going to talk about what Courtney was doing the night before she disappeared. For a little bit of context, Courtney was a dog groomer for a living. She was very close with her family, um, very close with her dog that she had had since childhood. She had a live-in boyfriend, very social, outgoing girl described as a hippie type. Yeah, she wore those like headbands, those hippie headbands, and sort of like lived with that lifestyle and like energy. Sometimes had white dreads. Like that kind of thing. <laughs> um, Courtney had a skinny build, 5'8", blonde hair, green eyes, and was last seen at her apartment. So you wanted to talk about the day before her disappearance. Let's sort of walk through that. Yes. So this is the evening of July 28th, 2012. So Courtney and her boyfriend Bradley, who she lives with, were having an apartment party and it was loud enough that the police were called by their downstairs neighbor. And that same downstairs neighbor took it upon himself to tip off probation and parole about Bradley, who had recently gotten an underage GUI. So the police arrive at Courtney's house and they took away her boyfriend. And it was this huge dramatic thing. And Courtney, even though she didn't know for sure, she was like, it was the neighbor. I know it. And it was true, right? The neighbor did call the police. Yes. And she knew that just like because they were having such a such a contentious and adversarial sort of relationship for she, weeks, for weeks. So even though she didn't know for sure and she had no real proof, she was correct in her immediate speculation that it was the downstairs neighbor that called the police in retaliation for their excessive noise and whatever, whatever other grievances he yeah. had. Apparently, they threw parties a lot. There were 21, whatever. Ugh. I mean, have you ever shared a wall with someone that's really noisy? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> like, I, I don't consider myself like a super boring or persnickety person, but like, it's very irritating. You're right. I shouldn't really downplay that because I definitely would be irritated. I don't know if I would call parole on somebody, but. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think I would do that either. It's, just, it's, it's, it's retaliation. It's mean spirited. So Courtney was really angry. Um, mm-hmm. She, I think anyone would be furious by such an action. And, and scared. And scared. But um, her anger was described as very intense. And, and erratic and, and erratic um and i think her parents kind of described her as very spirited and temperamental so that wasn't really unlike her but um it sort of sets a foundation for further angry and erratic behavior to continue on that evening so after the boyfriend was arrested around nine she calls her mom at around 10 to tell her what happened and she's really really angry and she says it was the neighbor it was the neighbor blah 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 but after that she kind of knew she wanted to get out of the house i would too so she calls a friend and then they go out 
in downtown Harrisburg. So I think they're just hanging out at a bar or are they bar hopping? Or are they going around to different places? Or Yeah, they went to a few different bars that night. And she's hanging out with kind of a crew of older guys. I mean, she was yeah. 21, so she wasn't underage or anything. She could legally drink. You know, if she was an adult, she could hang out with older adults. But I think she was a younger person in a crowd of Yeah, it was guys. like two or three men that she was with. Right. And her father had said that he didn't know her to associate with these guys before. He was he said that he was surprised when he found out that that's who she was surrounding herself with, which makes me think that they weren't the most savory characters. So they're out and Courtney ends up getting into a confrontation with someone. She was drinking very, very heavily and she saw a couple at the bar and she thought that, well, somebody had apparently broken into her apartment before this and stole money. And for some reason, Courtney believed that this couple that she has seen at this bar were responsible. So she went up and confronted them like loudly, like screaming. And it got to the point where she was kicked out of the bar because of her erratic confrontational behavior. So that's sort of outburst number two. One of the men takes her home and ends up spending the night. So this guy who she returns with is named Cody Pruitt. And they got back to her apartment complex at like 3 a.m. And Courtney saw this neighbor who's like her enemy now. And she freaked out and confronted him. And it got right up into his face and was screaming. And then the cops were called for the second time that day. The first one being Bradley's arrest. So once the police arrive, I believe everything was quiet, right? No, not quite yet. So the cops came to the complex and they had to separate everybody. They were sort of like, okay, everybody go back to their apartments. And if we're called here one more time, somebody's getting arrested. Like, got to cut it out because it's been a long night, especially just going back to the same place again. So the police are gone by 3.50 a.m. Because everyone cooperates. And yeah, goes back to their apartment. So shortly after the police left, the neighbor reported hearing Courtney still mad. She was like stomping on the floor and like banging on the walls, like really mad, like not easing up at all. And that's not typical behavior for a 21 year old, for a 21 year old adult. I, you know, stomping on the floors. I, I understand being angry, but that's more typical of someone a lot less mature. I think she was going through something. That seems, yeah, you know, that, that I would describe that as erratic behavior. Yeah. So the neighbor called the police again. And when they got there at 412, it was quiet. This time everything was quiet. This time everything was quiet. Nobody answered Courtney's door after they knocked. And then they just left. Cody Pruitt says that he woke up the next day and Courtney wasn't there. Yeah. He woke up, he says, around 7 to go to work and that she was there. And he really didn't think much of it because it wasn't much of a concern. So he kind of just left and went to work. But then it was her mother that later on in the day went to her apartment. Was that same? It was that same day? It was that same morning. She went to the apartment to check on her and found that the door was unlocked. The TV was on. The air conditioning was on. All of her stuff was left there, like her phone, her wallet, her keys, her car, like everything, her shoes. And the weirdest thing of all was that the dog was unattended to and had actually been unattended to for so long that it soiled the floor. 
and she knew that Courtney would never let that happen. She would never, you know, neglect her dog that way. I mean, it, it makes you wonder why Cody wasn't concerned when she was gone. Like, did he not notice that all of her personal belongings were left? It's hard to say. And I don't really think he's participated in interviews after this. No, I, not from anything that I've seen. And I've done quite a lot of internet searching on this, just trying to prepare myself and out of my own personal curiosity. But I think I understand, you know, leaving the TV on or leaving the air conditioning on. He might not know how to use her her things. She might He might not know where the remote is. Like, I understand not wanting to touch what if someone else in a rush. What if he's like, oh, shit, I'm late. Right. But I, I feel like you would notice Key's phone and be a little bit concerned. Maybe the dog hadn't pooped on the floor at that point. But um, I don't know. Just a little bit strange. And also leaving the door unlocked. But maybe he couldn't close it without a key. Yeah. That's possible. So besides the living room of the house being a little bit messy, there wasn't any sign of a struggle. Yeah. And I and I think that there were conditions that made it so the police couldn't do like an uncontaminated evidence search. Because I think a lot of people had been in and out of the apartment yeah. So the circumstances didn't really allow for like accurate forensic collection of that crime scene and uh, processing. So no forensic evidence ended up being found in the apartment, but the police strongly believed that Courtney's fate was a result of foul play because of everything she left behind. Like sh- there was no reason why she would have done that. Right. She she wouldn't just abandon her dog to starve. She was very close with her family. You know her boyfriend was you know he had just been arrested but you know it was a serious boyfriend they were living together she had a job she had roots where she was living i believe she had grown up in that area so it was just there is no precedent to her just disappearing like that for no reason so yeah it's more likely that somebody did something to her and based off of the events of that night it sort of seems like that she has some people that might not wish the best for her so to speak like some enemies no she had she had that in that one evening in that one what like five hour period she had two intense blowout fights blowout (laughs) fights with people about different things you know one of them she's accusing them of a crime and gets removed from public establishment because of her inappropriate behavior and then the other her rivalry with a neighbor where the police are called multiple times yeah so there are people that could wish her harm there's people that there where there's hostility there like i understand why she could have been targeted that night so you think about potential perpetrators you think oh you know rivalries escalate with neighbors there's a whole series about it on i eat discovery fear thy neighbor i actually i enjoy that show but (laughs) but it's scary like how quickly things can boil up you know people are still territorial we really value privacy when we feel like uh we feel an issue with a neighbor things can get really really ugly ugly quickly and it seemed like that was definitely what was going on with courtney and her neighbor things were just really ugly and i think he's a viable suspect and i don't think that he has been very cooperative with her family when they've tried to talk to him for clarification courtney's parents definitely find him suspicious because shortly after courtney vanished he was like hanging around the apartment complex like they were there obviously they were kind of just like i guess staying around there seeing if anybody would come home i think they used it as like a headquarters exactly so they were there and they observed him like coming in and out of his house like a bunch of times like pacing like putting garbage bags in his car he like acted really weird around them wouldn't look them in the eye and that's not necessarily 
telling us that he's guilty like maybe he's just really socially awkward and like nervous just because of the association that he had with this girl but it really rubbed them the wrong way and it made them wonder yeah it doesn't prove anything but it certainly makes you wonder you know you know what he was really doing why you know why wouldn't you just remove yourself from that situation if you were so uncomfortable he could have just gone for a drive or a Mm -hmm. walk or something why is he drawing so much attention to himself and doing something that's so obviously and blatantly suspicious like bringing garbage to your car that's that like i i almost feel like he was intentionally trying to look suspicious like who is that just dumb Mm -hmm. about how that would look and how that would be interpreted it should also be noted that the night of the disappearance that this neighbor did call the landlady and basically like made a threatening message saying like if she didn't take care of courtney that he would or something like that yeah i think that's pretty (laughs) that's pretty strong that's a pretty strong piece in this circumstantial case against this person. If you don't, take we care don't know of her, his name, I'll, by the way. Yeah, if, if you don't take care of her, I will. And then that's the night that she goes missing. But it's like somebody would have to be really stupid to say that and then actually do it. It's like that's like it's basically like written proof. Maybe he is stupid. Well, they didn't find anything in his apartment, and I mean, he's not a person of interest to the police. What a, and what adult male gets into a rivalry with a 21 year old girl (laughs) like you and i were talking about before like why did he call parole on him what was the point no it's just you know someone could be 21 but still you know they're still kind of like a teenager they're still kind of a kid like definitely like can you imagine being like as a grown adult like getting into a rivalry that's so heated and contentious with a kid no (laughs) it's really weird and i think that in it of itself is odd and suspicious behavior of that man yeah like why are you engaging in taking something that a kid does so personally that you hate them Mm -hmm. that much and would act so inappropriately in front of their parents say that you're going to take care of her yeah and go as far as to retaliate against her to get another young person in jail Mm -hmm. like it's it's odd behavior and suspicious behavior in my opinion yeah and speaking of suspicious um courtney's mom says that like a week before Courtney disappeared that she called her and said that this neighbor was like videotaping her while she was on her porch that's that's weird and the guy denies it but it also I kind of want to talk about this that maybe some of her behavior was a little paranoid what do you think about that just with the confrontation about the potential break-in do you think that could have been rooted in paranoia yeah, I, I don't know enough about it to say for sure. And like, you know, they say that just because you're paranoid, it doesn't mean people aren't after you or something bad's not going to happen. Like sometimes sometimes paranoia is based in reality. We don't know why she thought these people stole from her or if anybody even stole from her at all. Like, was there any police report? Exactly. Like, did she ever report it or anything? I mean, maybe they stole something that should be noted is that, you know, it was established that Courtney liked to smoke marijuana so maybe marijuana was stolen from her and that's what she confronted them about. And if that was the case, she probably wouldn't have involved law enforcement. Mm-hmm. But paranoia or not, well, I was going to say I brought up the paranoia because what if her thinking that somebody's spying on her and taking videotape of her also could be paranoia? Yeah, that, no, that could be because that's that's a pretty wild accusation to make. Yeah, it's like, a, yeah, it's wild (laughs) but like his other behavior that was observed by her parents does support a pattern of odd behavior so i don't think we should immediately discount it as not being rooted in reality i wonder if he still lives there now (laughs) do you have any other examples of paranoia 
Um, I just don't think what, like what we have at this point is enough to like say if she's being paranoid or not paranoid. Well, less paranoid and maybe more just erratic in general. Erratic and out of control. Out of control completely. So, and there could be a lot of explanations for that. There could be, um, you know, maybe she wasn't sleeping. You know, maybe she was abusing substances to have such um, a marked change in behavior. Like, I would almost consider that like an altered mental status, you know, from behaving normal. And people, you know, said that she she was an uh, energetic young woman. She would tell really long stories. She was um, upbeat. But there's a difference between that and being erratic and having public outbursts that require removal. And, and people calling the cops law on enforcement. You. Like, that's, I, I think that is the point of having an altered mental status and things that can cause an altered, an altered mental status. I mean, include a traumatic event. And I think it's deeply upsetting if your live-in boyfriend gets arrested and brought to jail and you're concerned that it's because they have violated their probation or parole, that they're going to be in jail for a long time. Like I understand that escalating into a really, you know, negative pattern of thinking and behavior, but I don't know if I would consider that a trauma that would reasonably cause the extent of her altered mental status. Like, I understand why she'd be upset about it, but I feel like it was to the point where she was behaving erratically. Yeah. And some people are angry drunks. You know, I like I don't know if I've ever seen a drunk that angry because I don't want to like associate myself with somebody that behaves that way. But I th- people do say that there are people that become like a completely different person when they're wasted. There are people like that. Like I, I've I've met people like that. And, and I don't really know what that's rooted in, but that does happen. There, are, I have seen that myself. So, yeah, maybe maybe it just did bring out something else in her, and she just didn't mix well with alcohol. But you know, there there could have been other substances that were in play there, and the reason why that is relevant is not only could it explain the altered behavior, but maybe something relevant to what happened to her. Yeah, yeah, so, some sort of missing connection. The neighbor has the obvious motive and opportunity. You know, it's possible that she could have stepped outside to continue a conversation with him, which escalated and Cody did sleep through it because that's what he says that he slept through the whole night and that he's a very deep sleeper. Some people have found that suspicious. Like, oh, of course he says that because he's super convenient, super convenient. But that explanation would account for why, how the neighbor could have killed her and he wasn't aware of what happened that he's still clueless because she went outside when he was in deep sleep and didn't hear what happened and it, and it, it would explain an absence of a struggle in the apartment yeah of courtney also something that could explain the lack of struggles if somebody happened to lead her out with a threat of a weapon or something like while she was already inside yeah like like somebody with the door and yeah and said like come with me that could have happened, but I think that she could have easily have been just drawn out because of her impulsivity and anger that night. She yeah. could have been easily provoked to to burst outside and start fighting with someone if she was provoked. You know, I really wish that when the police came for that third time around four, that they actually did arrest somebody like they said they were going to. You know, they literally threatened to do that when they left before and when they came back. They should have done it. And they were like, oh, yeah, we knocked and not, and then we just decided to leave. It's like, what if somebody was like hurt in there? Someone probably was hurt in there. Yeah. This isn't. This and Cody didn't hear it. He literally was like, oh, yeah, I was awake, but I didn't hear it. So <laughs> wait a minute. So Cody 
wasn't outside in that first 911 call when they were all arguing outside. Like, he said that he, or I guess rather that second 911 call. He was he did he say that he wasn't a part of that argument? I think that he was there. It's unclear whether or not he was like. Yeah, I don't think he was like yelling too. He was probably just there being like, like Courtney, stop <laughs> trying to, uh, you know. But you can't really reason with somebody like that. No, you just have to separate. <laughs> the incident you have to separate the people from each other to try to de-escalate the situation which is probably what happened but what i don't understand is like i probably didn't take the police that long to get there before they go and they knock on courtney's door and no one answers and they were probably in there so you know like are, what would they have seen that is, how could i feel they have, like they would have we would have known what happened if they answered the door maybe right but why didn't they answer the door Quite. They were were they both in a deep sleep that quickly that they didn't hear the door? They must not it, it, like they were just there not that long before. Like they came back like immediately after. <laughs> I think it's possible that Courtney couldn't answer the door because of foul play, and that Cody, the only explanation for ignoring the knocks on the door is because he is trying to hide something. Otherwise, if she needed help, he would answer the door to get the help. Why would you ignore that? Because you didn't hear it. He says. <laughs> Or maybe that maybe they both ignored it because they were because they said you know now they're like oh god oh great oops we're gonna get arrested here yeah we're gonna get arrested (laughs) they said they were gonna arrest us so yeah maybe they were just being quiet hoping they would just go away yeah but I just I feel like we would know that answer if the police actually did like intervened a little bit more and Cody probably maybe would have after the fact said yes Courtney was alive at that point we didn't answer the door because we were afraid of getting arrested. But I don't think he ever said that. And if he did, it's not out there. Yeah. I would really love to know what happened between what, like four and seven. That is pretty much the window of her disappearance. If Cody truly left the apartment around seven. Yeah, so I think that it was either the neighbor or it was Cody. And I think with Cody, we don't see as much of a motive. I think it's a little interesting, you know, that she, you know, she has this live-in boyfriend. He gets arrested and that night she goes home with a different man. Like that's that's a little strange. So I know that it might be easy to judge Courtney because she's like hanging out with another guy like right after her boyfriend goes away. But I don't know. She probably just really didn't want to be alone that night. Needed somebody to hang out with. And I think there's an implication there when they say, oh, you know, he spent the night. I think people jump to conclusions that something sexual happened. We, we don't know that necessarily. I understand why people jump to that conclusion, but we just we don't know for sure what happened behind closed doors that night. And even if it did happen, it really doesn't change the fact of these circumstances, you know? No, it doesn't. I don't. I mean, unless in this and this is all speculation, but unless there was a one-sided sexual motivation on the part of Cody that she rejected that could have ended up being a motive in yeah. whatever happened to her. That's the only place where the nature of their relations that night is relevant is if whether or not it could have, you know, contributed to a motive to harm Courtney. But we just have no evidence either way, whether or not it was romantic in nature or if she just didn't want to be alone and he slept on the couch. But I don't know if they shared a bed that night or not, but, you know, unless he talks, I don't think that information is going to be out there anytime soon. And he probably won't. Chloe, what do you think happened? I think it was either the neighbor or Cody that killed Courtney and concealed her body that night. I think most likely 
it was the neighbor based on his very well-established history of hostility towards Courtney and her boyfriend. I think he has the motives, he has the opportunity, and there's a reasonable way that it could have been done with Cody not knowing about it if he was indeed a deep sleeper and she stepped outside. I think the foundation was set that night for something to get completely out of hand, and I think that's what happened. So we also want to know what you guys think. So please feel free to contact us in our Instagram or Twitter. Do you have any other like possible theories about what could have happened that night besides what I just presented? Um, I guess either random abduction or she ran away, but I don't think she would have ran away without her dog. And these aren't things that you believe. These are just things that you think are possibilities, like distant possibilities. Because, I mean, a random abduction, she was home. I don't know. And we can talk about victimology a little bit, too. You know, you're significantly more likely to be a victim of a crime when you leave the house, you know, and she was home. So it's kind of an odd place for for you to be abducted. But um, other factors did increase her risk of victimology. She was highly intoxicated that night. She was a young woman. Even though the circumstances had changed very recently, she lived alone. She was demonstrating erratic behavior that night. She wasn't thinking straight. She had uh, multiple adversarial relationships, both of which um, included a, a out-of-control confrontation that very evening. There are a lot of factors there that increased her risk of victimization. And it sort of leads you directly to the potential perpetrators. But I just think for it to be random, and the fact that she was home, it doesn't make much sense. I don't think that really adds up that a random person was just like stalking her and broke into her house and whisked her away without Cody noticing when such hostilities were well established earlier in the night. For it to be random doesn't add up. Yeah. And if you guys disagree with us, we are open to hear about it. This is the kind of thing that we want to discuss. Absolutely. So, yeah, reach out to us. I don't think this case has received as much attention as I think... It deserves, and I'm kind of surprised that it hasn't because I just think it's an extremely mysterious case, and I think um, it's not for lack of trying on the part of her family. I think they, they're they very active on social media and trying to get her story out there, and they did appear on the Disappeared show on ID Discovery. That's how I actually learned about the case, and we're covering the case right now uh, because someone actually emailed our uh, Gmail account asking us to do this case. They said her father is you know, working extremely hard to get answers. And I know that her mother is too, because I had, you know, coordinated back and forth with her mom on Facebook, just to ask permission to cover this case, which she, which she gave. Um, but I know that they're fighting really hard, but it's just, I, I like, I, I like the fact that we're covering a case that was suggested by a listener. Me I, too. Yeah. I like the chance to do that. Yeah. So if Courtney is still with us, she would be 28 years old today. Um, I hope that if there's anybody listening that knew or were associated with any of the people that we were talking about and might possibly know something, that they please, please come forward. You can call 717-228-4403 or submit a a tip anonymously at tips.fbi.gov. There is a $100,000 reward for information.